welcome to episode 148 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 148 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going mate? Pretty good, and you? Got a pretty sharp haircut there mate. Sharp? Need sharp. a bit of a shave though. No, it's a good look, it's a good look. Bit of subble going on in the studios yeah, you today. You have more than me, don't you? So when was the last time you had a shave? Probably Sunday, Sunday So it's now Monday, Tuesday. Sunday, Monday? Sunday, yeah. Yeah, and mine was Sunday week. Right. <laughs> 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 I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com the world's best coffee athlinks.com social networking for endurance athletes and tracking your results and trybuyers.com go on there for the greatest deals in the world anywhere in the world anytime any place right here on this week's show we're going to put up the show notes we have a bit of news there's not much news really is there the racing's starting to kick in it's, now it's, it's kind of it's, it's heating up a little bit we've got hot topic of the week we've got age group of the week high five John you I've had a look after your face. I will. I've got an interesting comment before we even start that one, but we're not yeah. going to go there yet. Okay, uh, there may be maybe a one-man show for that high. No, five. no, I think it's going to change your life. Right, you might be going down to the chemist straight afterwards, getting your cleanser. I think not. <laughs> we of the week. We've got a coach's corner. It's been a while. It has been a while, but I've seen that we've been getting a few emails in on heart rate zones and this, that and the other thing. So I was just going to clarify what I like using, which is the Hellerman's Training Intensity Guide and, and why I like and it. And you know what? I've put that on the website for them this week. Good. So you can go to the website. Questions and answers, and then we'll wrap up with some other crap. We'll talk some crap, I'm sure we will. So first of all, big result over the weekend. Crowley got taken out in the Australian Long Course Championships by Pete Jacobs. Yeah, so it was uh, over the half Ironman distance, I think. We haven't, we haven't actually got the full results here. This is off uh, the 9... MSN.com is so the nine news, but uh, did you get just just as a kind of a side note? Did you get that link yesterday for, to um, the Australian racing in the nineties? Uh, I did. Yeah, did you watch it? I, I had a bit of a watch of it this morning. So this was nineteen ninety seven. We'll put it. We'll do it as a website of the week next week. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about it then. But all the guys that are top of the game now were in that race. I know. That was ten years ago. Except for Brad Bevan. Years ago. Brad Bevan's gone now, but like, was he? What happened to him? Just I know he, he he was awesome, but he's retired. But yeah. you looked at all the names on that list, mm. and they were all there. Macca was there. Crowley, I think Crowley was there. Yeah. Um, Jason Meadows, who we interviewed a while ago, yeah. he was off the front. So um, we'll talk about that maybe. Were you week. loving watching it? Oh, it was good. I'll, I'll go back and watch it a few more times. It's <laughs> good <laughs> stuff. We've been to his website of the week, but anyway, so he got taken out by Pete Jacobs. Now Pete Jacobs got out of the water as first as often as he does, and he was saying he pretty much on the ride. He rode, you know, really hard, thinking, you know, I don't care what happens in the run, but then held on for the run as well. Yeah, so it was a three k swim, so it's to his advantage. Eighty two k bike and a twenty k run, so it's double Olympic, which is uh, Curry came out three minutes down on the on the swim. Really, Pete yeah. Jacobs is a good swimmer, yeah, and if you can get get away by yourself and nobody's prepared to chase, yeah. Um, he Crowley just said he didn't feel great so fantastic scalp for Pete Jacobs um, doesn't and Crowley won it five times I think it was I was saying so yeah. doesn't say who got third there but on, on the girls side of things it says that uh, Pip Taylor, Pip Taylor took it out but had a bit of a battle there with somebody Morangan Lisa uh, Lisa Morangan who yep. was leading for, for much of the race so Pete's pretty young too eh Pete's only still in his 20s he, ha- he is but he's been going at it for a while yep. um, I think to his advantage he's, he's got a bit of speed in him as well which yeah. I think bodes well once he can get that 
combination get his endurance right, which he's 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 heading towards, and he, I think he's got a bit of speed there. So I think well, he's an amazing he's, swimmer. He's a pretty decent runner. I think he's ran two two forties, low two forties. He ran well and wrote this year. Yeah, was it this year or last? No, year? last year he last ran really year. well. Yeah. So yeah, he, he's one to watch. Um, he's got the the full package, I think, and he, he yeah, a couple more years time. Um, look out for him. Nathan Brecken, do you like him? No, he's got long hair, man. <laughs> Long hair out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then we've got a couple of Ironman races coming up this weekend. We've got one Ironman and then one other thing. The first one is? The Israel Man. Israel or Man. Israel Man, which is obviously held in Israel. Unfortunately, my reading of, uh, is it presumably it's Arabic, what they, how they write? I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I wouldn't have a clue. But it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty limited. <laughs> the Israel Man's on. It's at Aliat, which is, uh, they have quite a few triathlons there. It's uh, you, supposed to be Can you get an idea train. of what kind of field? No, I, th- I think it'll be locals. But yeah. you get a lot of guys in the military over there. We've got a girl. There's a oh, couple true, that yeah. come over here, um, and they are on military service, and they just come over here and train. So I think um, it's a lot like some of the European countries. You can train under the military, and so they've they've got a few good, a- few okay athletes. Yep. Okay, so we've got Ironman Malaysia coming up. Belinda Granger is back, but there's a bit of a tough field to take it against, isn't there? Uh, there is. And uh, so Nicole Leader, I don't know if she'll be much of a factor there. I think you know, at her home race in Germany, she's normally really good. I think Erica Samore or Choma or however you pronounce it, <laughs> she's, she's probably the one to, to beat. You know, she's, what's she, third in Kona or fourth in Kona? Fourth, fourth in Kona, Kona. Yeah, fourth, yeah. So I think she's the one to beat. Belinda Granger has experience in the heat, but... Uh, Erica is, is, is a better athlete, I think, a uh, better all-round athlete, but it depends how she sort of handles the extreme heat. Well, Kippa Blue will come out of water first, won't she? Uh, yes, she will. And then she'll probably get her on the bike, but... Yeah, so it'll be come good, down the run. Yeah, it'll be a good little run, won't it? And Slog fest. Guys, side of things, or Rosie's back to you know, maybe try to get a third title here, and he's pretty good in the heat, isn't he? He's proven himself in the heat. He is. He's got some, some tough competition there, and, uh, you know, Luke McKenzie, he won... I mean Japan, I think it was last year. Yeah. But I think Ronaldo Colucci could be the real danger if he can handle the heat. He's a short course guy. Uh, he's shown he's been, done a couple of Ironmans and shown he's been pretty good. And yeah. I think Brian's he, been in Christchurch, like, hasn't he? He has. Yeah. yeah. So he's been training well. And yeah. Um, yeah, he had a really tough hit out in Timaru a few weeks ago when it was really hot, and we had the Olympic distance race down there. So yeah. Yeah, you'd have to say he's odds-on favourites because he's so good in the heat and he's such a tough guy. Oh, the big man's there. The big man's there. If you scroll down, there's actually a few other guys on the start list that I think are are worth noting. You've got Maximilian Longry. Maximilian, is that his name? That's a great name. That's what Max is short for. Oh, really? And... I thought it was Maximus. He won a Ironman last year, I think, so maybe Ironman UK. Um, or no, maybe he was second there, because I think Stephen Bayless won it. But he's certainly one to, to look out for. And some other guys I haven't mentioned, Jan Rahula, the former um, medalist from the Sydney Games, he's there. So I think he's probably one to look out for. And on the girls' side of things, um, my homestay family, Christine Weitz. Oh, she's okay. How's she going? Coming out, coming out of Germany, coming out of the German winter. Oh. Go out and race. Uh, Edith Niedersinger? Yeah, so there's a few other girls there that could uh, could hurry them up a little bit. Okay, nice work. And that's pretty much it. Oh, no. Challenge Wanaka Half Ironman Distance is officially open. So got open the, for service. It's one of the good things with the, the challenge races is they've always got those early bird entries. Yeah. So um, yeah, you, if you want to get in now, it's going to be a, a tough course down there. Uh, it's going to be, from what I understand, out and back to Treble Cone. Yep. So sa- same start of the oh, this Okay, this is the, the half course. Okay, yep. yep. And then the, the second part of the bike will be out around Lake Harwear, so you'll be doing that last section of the bike course. So. Oh, and that's really up and down <laughs> anyway, isn't it? It's going to be it's a, a hilly course. Hilly course. That'd suit me, wouldn't it? It'd be, it'd be good. Oh, yeah, man. There's, there's not a huge amount of flat in there, uh, so it's going to be tough man's course. 
just Bevan. That could be your, your name, Bevan Tough Man. I like that. Yeah, yeah, you keep that up. And uh, and great <laughs> run though. So it's good shakedown. If you're doing Ironman New Zealand, it's great timing. Yeah, it um, is a good race, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, tough. yeah. So I like that. And I think though logistically, it should work okay. I, I actually sent a reply saying, whatever you do, make sure it's really easy to be able to distinguish the teams and the uh, individual iron distance athletes and the halves because the, you're going to have the tail end of the halves still on the court, the run course when uh, the, the full distance athletes are out there so yeah. hopefully they do a good job of that but they need to obviously it's a, a financial decision as much as anything to make sure the event still um, well, I suppose if they've got the teams the half happening then you you've definitely don't have to worry about putting out so many people on a new mm. run course I mean your bike course do you yeah okay I'm going to put a bit of a pause in so I can pull athletes up for the discussion of the week Sounds so what it's just we're going to pause now and we're back now. See that? Just they don't even You didn't even that. put any music in, you dumbass. No, we don't do that, you Wally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got you back. Because <laughs> we don't do music there. We do music after discussion. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Bevan. Thank you. Apologies. Can we have a hug? No. <laughs> <laughs> so this week's discussion was a two-tier discussion. And the first one was, John was wondering if we spend too much time bagging the WTC. Nobody came back. Was the affirmative that we do spend too much time? Everybody was in support. And we're going to finish this discussion begging them because yeah. I've got something to bring Actually, up. I've got my, I did do a little bit of prep here. I haven't done a lot of prep today, but I uh, see. I've prepped. Now it comes a little piece of paper. Oh, what do you got? Well, I, I, I started doing positives and negatives. Oh, you've, just, you've put some thought into yeah, it. This is, this is a quick bit of thought, so I may okay, miss a few okay, things. Nice, okay, but no. my, my positives only go Five, deep, halfway down deep. the page, and my negatives go hundred deep. Pretty much. <laughs> <the whole page. laughs> So you're far away from Okay, first one's Chris Scott. It depends. Oh, so also the second tier was, would you cut off your big toes to win Kona? Mm. Uh, with the big toes, it depends. How would they be removed? This is Chris Scott. Surgical style? Or would they be torture style, like a pair of tin snips or something? I think I would miss most of it without being wearing it. I wouldn't want to do it because I wouldn't be able to wear a pair of thongs. Oh, so obviously, I went for that answer because it was kind of in favour of the toes. John, yeah. what, I'm going to put up one so you can put up another one. Here we go. Okay, first one here is going to be Jamie McPherson because he's first posting. Uh, no, you have to keep WTC honest. They have an almost monopoly over long-distance racing and the Ironman brand is a huge draw to people. So it's great for people like you and the Challenge Series to keep them on their toes. Maybe we could cut off their toes. We could. That would be <laughs> People would pay to see that. If they don't sharpen up, we're going to cut off your toes. Andrew Brindshun, have you seen his name? I think it would be good. They do a good job of organising races, but they do overcharge, and prize money is far too small compared to other pro sports. Now, the only reason I chose Andy was because he would cut off his big toe to win Kona. Right. That's commitment. I like that. Scroll. Let's have a look here. Scroll. I'll go with this one. Here. Uh, this is from Huey. My little little fingers for a win at Kona, maybe not my toes, because uh, I'd never run again. Okay. As for the WTC, keep them at keep at them, and more importantly, keep up your support of the Challenge Team and the other Iron Distance races. Nice. Gary Fagan broke the only really big one, and why did I decide to do that? But anyway, um, rather keep my toes as freaky looking as they are, so it's important to hear. WTC, I think their outlook outlook is short term like marathon running Ironman participation will ebb and flow when times get tight and there's no rock stars to encourage more people to take it on when the franchise will not will start to rot challenge will become stronger as people look for the slick events they are used to 
at a WTC Ironman but want to be a part of a friendlier scene. When Challenge launched their own world championships, then I think you will see even more people leave WTC to pinnacles to Challenge. You can see the pros' comments that are lucky enough to get appearance fees for entering Challenge, how much they enjoy, the care they receive whilst in Hawaii is whilst Hawaii Oh, received. But whilst Hawaii is a big event in terms of sponsorship and world ranking, they pro- probably can't publicly burn their purchases with WTC. If Challenge set up a three-tier Ironman series with good money deep into the field and revolving championships between Roth, 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 whatever you want to say, Wanaka and Barcelona, I'd be interested to see how many pros would turn their back completely on WTC. Will giving IM talk giving them grief about WTC change? Doubt it, but it will give them and ask their customers more of your point of view about how to decide which events to choose. Mm-hmm. It's a good point, Sarah. Very good points. Mm. Yep. Okay, nice. And let's scroll towards the bottom here. Dave, Dave Head. Okay. I think you should give WTC as hard a time as possible. Freedom of speech, right? Without people questioning other motives or actions, things will never get to change. And whether we like it or not, um, change can be good. I think WTC should give back more to the sport in the form of prize purses. I don't mind paying 350 to 450 for a race because they're incredibly run. However, I think if they had higher prizes, it would foster the sport better by encouraging more athletes to try triathlon. Just my two cents worth. And no, I would keep my toes. Adios. Adios. Okay, John. You done three? Yeah, I did three. Okay. Yeah, because I started. Okay. Your, so your, your I, point I, of view. I think we... Give a balanced view. Yeah, I think we do. Wow. To a point, we probably yeah. probably don't give them enough praise at times. No. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like things I, I saw were positive. I think everybody agrees that most of the time when you go to a WTC event, they run really well. Yep. And okay. uh, it's they're, they're good events. Um, I think their Kona coverage is is really good. I think their live coverage. I think they do a fantastic job with that. Um, and they also, to their credit, they do good fundraising. You know, through the the Janus Foundation yep. and, and different. Um, Ironman races around the world they fundraise good money so I think that's positive yep. and I think the, the 70.3 brand that they've, they've sort of started to spread whilst I don't like the name 70.3 I think that's fantastic and it, and it leads quite and it bridges a gap between you know the two types of athletes doesn't it it yeah. does and I think it offers more for, for pros you know hopefully the prize purses and, and those events can um, can improve uh, so I think what they're doing there there's really good I think what a lot of people dislike about WTC is their, their sort of wait a over- second just book out another half an hour guys <laughs> <laughs> is their, their overbearing attitude and I think that's how Bevan and I feel as well when they yeah. came down on us and, and really made us change our name they just didn't go around it in a nice way and we're, I think we could have gone either way with that You know, we could have fought and fought and fought but yeah. if they'd come to us in a nice way and said hey guys look you know, this is our brand we're trying yeah. to protect it can we maybe do something together and work, work this out so we both come out of it yeah, well win, we, win. we would have been we're happy about that but we hear, we get quite a few emails in with people with horror stories of how badly they've been treated and this is brought from people some big name people in the sport yeah. on how badly they've been treated by WTC um, to give you an example we had somebody from the UK email into us and they mentioned something about putting on some training sessions for when Ironman UK was moving up to to Bolton and uh, and when they put that onto their website the it wasn't WTC but Ironman UK sent them an email saying remove this immediately they did as soon as they'd done that, they basically banned the guy who's from racing. From racing. They banned <laughs> anybody whose name was on his website from ever doing a WTC race in the UK again. Uh, and you just hear so many horror stories like that where they just come so heavy-handed. And I think that's one of the big criticisms I have, along with how they, I don't really feel they do a good job of looking after pro athletes 
um, which I think would be to their advantage if they did that. Yep. You know, in terms of creating more stars, um, doing more drug testing, so yep. it's a bit, everything's a bit more transparent, and prize money's always an issue, and I, I, just, I just don't think they look after athletes as well as they could and I think if they create stars they can make more money then oh, they'll be able to yeah. and more be, exposure for the sport yeah it'll be the same percentage going out to prize well, money well it's interesting when you think about it because how they try to get exposure is to tell the sob stories in it so mm. you know they tell the story and you know what I love the story I kind of get caught up in all that so that's cool and that tends to be how they sell Iron Man really if you think about when it's on ESPN they spend bug all time focusing on Chris McCormick they spend more mm. time on the mother who's got five kids and you know and sure what she achieves is amazing but it'd be interesting to see if they actually spent more time focusing on developing star status mm. if that would actually be a better way to market the brand because oh. I know that obviously when you're, you're doing the mother then everybody out there thinks well I can do this so it does mm. give it that sense of achievability for everybody but at the same time you know like Michael Jordan got a lot of people playing basketball and no one was ever yeah. going to be like Michael Jordan yeah. you know no, I think they've, they've got to get that balance right and I think it's and I think that yeah I agree they definitely need those stories but they just need to probably swing the balance a little bit yeah. and look after their current market I think that's the, they're always they're con- consistently attracting new people, so they're obviously doing something right. But I think the re- part of the reason why this topic came up is we we're talking to guys on Epic Camp, and and the guys that have been in the sport for quite a long time, they're the ones that are getting really turned off, and they're the ones looking for alternate races, you yeah. know, looking for the challenge events, looking for things like Silverman yeah. and all the, the non WTC races because they 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 don't like the style of racing that. And you know, it doesn't, it doesn't take much to create loyalty. Like we, we've often talked in the past about how if you were going to, you know, like lots of people who have done a lot of Ironman are never going to get to Kona unless they get a lottery you know they may have done 10-15 Ironman in their life and they're just not good enough to qualify mm. and we've talked about in the past that maybe after 10 Ironman you get an option of going to Kona you know and you know you've committed so much time money and energy into the sport you know as a reward you know and that's going to be bugger all people who are going to do 10 oh, Ironman yeah. you know and it's like things like that creates loyalty of the brand and you know when you think well you know what they're, they're kind of looking out for me and they know mm. that this would be something I'd love to do and so you know, it's yeah, they just yeah. So I think they're they're, they're looking after they're look they're getting new customers, which I think is good. But I don't think they're doing a, a fantastic job of looking after their current customers, and that's they're generally pretty easy to please. You know, your current customers you just got to do a few little things here yeah. and there. It's much yeah. harder to get customers than it is to retain them. So. Mm. I think they've got a bit of work on their hands and I think it's going to be really interesting times with this Well, I think, I think with Challenge coming along, it's, it's interesting because Challenge isn't so money-focused. Like Iron Man, you know, if someone one, one previously talked about how it's like the Disney, you, you finish your finish line, you go there, you get your photo with Goofy and so on. And it's like, mm. in a way, that's what WTC is becoming. It's, you know, it's just a, it's just a franchise thing. Whereas with, with the Challenge races, you do, it's hard to describe, but you just get the feeling that it's a family feeling and that mm. they're there for the community, they're there for the helpers, they're there for the athlete. And uh, sure, you know, a challenge race isn't cheap by no means, but it's you just there's a different feel that comes with it. And I think that in the long term, it may be 15, 20 years away, that if Challenge keeps their attitude and WTC keep their attitude, it will be Challenge who will be the leading mm. brand. Mm. You know, so interesting times ahead. And I think one of the other things that, that came up from Epic Camp was how poor the prize money was. For, well, for and, and it's, we got an email from Neil McLaughlin, and uh, he, he sent us through to a Team BB. Um, website and their forum and Stephen Bayless had been on the forum and he was just saying we got an email from WTC with details of their races for 2009 now the price money for winning Ironman Florida 2009 is 8500 US whoa this is not great it is 1500 less than when I raced the race first started the entry fee has probably doubled and the number of competitors have doubled I mean what the hell I think yeah. I'll be doing races like ITU World Champs World Cups and Roth in preference to this shit basically <laughs> <laughs> it is a shocker and, and you hear Melina saying it several times Ironman New Zealand prize money prize pool has not changed in 20 years yeah 
So. Well, it's going down. Yeah. They're, taking, they're taking money away. Yeah. So it's even worse. Yeah. And as, as Stephen's saying here, you know, fees haven't changed. No. Or fees have gone up. You yeah. know, they, I'm sure they go off inflation with fees. And, you know, the number of competitors is going up. And we're talking to Chris on Epic Camp and he's saying, uh, you know, now they only give, what is it, five entry slots for pros. Yeah. So pros even have to pay to race. Yeah. You know, like it's... You know, granted, the whole economic crisis is going to make things tougher, oh, but still, I mean... I you know, this sold out last year. Purport, yeah, proportionately, <laughs> you know? the amount of income that's been increased versus their costs, I think it's just, it's not on. Yeah. And, and it's, the, the, the pros won't get together and stay and say no, it's just too, there's, there's no, nothing... Well, they can afford pulling, to. No, there's nothing out there to pulling them together. Olaf tried pulling their, uh, yeah. that triathlon professionals thing together and it just didn't happen. Yeah. In the 90s, um, the big names did almost get together and set up something called the Triathletes Guild. Yeah. Never happened. There's just, there's, there's no unity there and there's not going to be, I don't think, because there's, there's so little money and there's everybody's just trying to make a buck. Well, you know, it's, it's just a pity for our sport because you've got someone like Terenzo who will probably spend a year doing Ironman and realise there's no money in it and go back to ITU, won't it? You know, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, imagine if we go to track the Terenzos of our world to Ironman, yeah. how much better the Ironman comp- competition would be. Would be. Oh, that'd be pretty amazing. So anyway, we finished that good discussion off by bagging them. <laughs> <laughs> and Bevan, would you cut your toes off to do Hawaii? <sighs> win Hawaii. Would I cut my toes off? Would I cut my toes off to win Hawaii? <sighs> Where's my water this morning, by the way? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Would you? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm going I'm to just take your influence here and say no. But I would think long and hard about it. Yeah. Because it would be a pretty cool thing to have done in your life. Mm. And you know what? Technology is pretty great now. You just get a fake toe or something. It's, this is true. Yeah, you could probably kind of wing it. So, But winning Kona would be pretty great. Yeah, Imagine no, that story when you're 60. No, you know? let's, let's have a break and you can go get me some water. Okay. <laughs> okay anything else? <laughs> Cup of tea? Chocolate biscuit, please. A power, sure. power cookie. I'm a power cookie. <laughs> you have to just blow those yourself. <laughs> right, here we go. That was probably the worst age group we've ever done. It is. The computer paused as we pushed record and we wasn't sure what was happening, were we? <laughs> I was in a jazz band once, Sean, do you know that? Really? We were pretty bad. What did you play? I played piano. Mm. But the problem was, it was for a jazz course and it was kind of a mix of musicians, so we had this like punk rocker bass player, yeah. this like 75-year-old retired guy trumpet player, this wannabe singer who was average, and me on the piano and admittedly I wasn't that sharp either. And You should do New Zealand's Got Talent. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably win because <laughs> there's not a lot of talent in New Zealand I can tell you if you don't watch American one it's bloody good no no the problem is in New Zealand New Zealand's a funny country the talented people don't go on programs like that no. in New Zealand I know a lot of really talented people through my job and they're amazingly talented singers and dancers and they would never go on a program like that whereas in America to win that program gives you high exposure yeah. New Zealand you just get laughed at so yeah. <laughs> you know, it's more like a comedy fest Anyway, what is the age group of the week? So back, so back to the old times. Old time. Tell me what happened, John. Well, we, we, we haven't got many nominations at the moment, so if people are out there and they do want to nominate somebody, feel free if they've done a noteworthy race. But this year, we're going to challenge Monica because nice. it's the I think it's probably the only iron distance race we've had so far this year. It would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah so we sort of log on to Athlinks there, see who's, who's done the race. And the first and only female Athlinks finisher... In Challenge Wanaka. Rachel Harris. Rachel Harris. From Christchurch. And first mail was Sean O'The Porno Buns. Nice. Oh. When did he finish 11th? Well, that must have been in the bike or something. It was. Maybe they've combined all the 10 this year or last year's, John? <laughs> this is last year's. No, this is this oh. year. 
Because uh-huh. Chris McDonald was first. So we got the eleventh overall. It combines, it combines team. the teams. Ah, nice. But Porno gets the credit. He does. I'll have you with that. <laughs> Porno, you got eleventh, mate. It's a great race. That is. So what they've done there on Athlinks is they've Put combined that in. So yeah. hopefully Rachel Harris did do it as an individual. <laughs> Let's find out. I think she did. Thirteen hours, forty-six minutes, and forty-three seconds. She did a what? A one-forty swim? Would that be right? Seven-hour ride. Yeah. And a just sub five run. Nice. You know, yeah, no, that's hers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And she's also got I am talk as one of her friends. We like that. She's got a finish line photo. She's got the socks, man. The socks are not a good Actually oh. John, you keep talking. Those knee high socks, man, they're just they're not they're not they're not doing it for me. But anyway, Rachel had a great finish. Thirteen hours, forty six minutes and forty three fin forty three seconds. Socks. You can have two pairs, <laughs> mate. You wouldn't wear them. Okay, I'll have them. I'll do a review on them. Good. Zensar. Zensar accessories. They want us to do a review on them, so I said send us some through. But these ones are really good because the compression goes up like she was talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now you want them, don't you? No? I'm having too bad. <laughs> okay, so we like to support people who go in races. They get them all uploaded on Athlinks. She's been doing good too because she's done Coast to Coast last year, and then she did the South Island Half Ironman, and then Challenge Wanaka. And uh, if you're listening, well, you're probably listening, if, we're, if you're a friend of the show, Rachel, let us know what you found harder Coast to Coast or Challenge Wanaka. Okay, that's good work. It's good work. She's got a boys going across the line with her. I hope I know her and boys. she's from Christchurch. Did I say that before? Is she? Yeah. Oh, we must know her. I think I, I do. I just... It's not a very close-up picture. No, no. Anyway, Rachel, congratulations. Just a velo bike. You are our... Okay, well, you are our age grouper of the week. week. Love your work. Now, John... One, two, three, four. High five. And this is going to be the best high five of all time. And it's an important high five for you too, John. You know why? Why, Bevan? Because Brett, good mate Brett, who was the photographer in Monica. Brett Whiteley, yeah. Yeah, Brett Whiteley. He's coming around my place shortly, so don't say anything bad to him. Actually, after the podcast, he's coming to do some, some alterations. He's a good man, Brett. Yeah. He's a good man. And he watched you do the short course the night before. Yeah. And he said to me the next day, he said, you can definitely tell who the old guy was in the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, that's, I'm going to bring it up at some stage, Brett, because the high five today is on how to look after your face as an older... Well, no, 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 it's an Iron Man athlete. Now, obviously, most of the females are probably pretty good in this area. Those guys were pretty young when I was racing. <laughs> you see the excuses I got. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit veteranish out there. <laughs> <laughs> but, John, if you listen to me now, next year you won't. You'll look like okay. one of them. Okay, okay, so I'll get Belinda to listen to this and she can she, she can help out. Now, to be honest, I haven't gone to an expert of experts, but I've gone to the best expert I know, my lovely partner Joe. Okay, I uh, talked to her last night and I said, "Okay, Joe, I want." Okay, don't read my writing. I'll scribble it out when we're on the phone. Okay, go away. What's number one? <laughs> number one, you've got to get in the habit of using a cleanser, John. I just thought I saw that and I was like, "That can't be right." And John, you just do it in the shower so no one sees you do it. Yep. You buy a cleanser and you put it on, you rub it in your face, and when you rub it all around and you cleanse your face, you need to do it twice a day. I do it in the twice morning. Twice a day. Twice a day. I think Joe has got some bloody shears and Revlon or something here. <laughs> I do it once in the morning and once at night. John, you spend a lot of time outside getting dirt and grim stuff off the road. Now, listen, you need to do that. You need to use moisturiser as well after the shower, after you've cleansed your face. Twice a day, John. Don't give me Twice the fingers. Twice a day. <laughs> and preferably, when you're going to choose your moisturiser, you really want to make sure you choose a moisturiser that has a sunblock in it. So I've got one that gives like a 30 sunblock. And you obviously look, then look at me, I'm looking pretty young right now, aren't I? Yeah, so that yeah. definitely helps. Tip number two, you can say the tips. Okay, number two. 
Whenever you're outside, always use sunblock. Everybody, every time. That's right. That's what she said. You do do that, don't you? I do do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Especially important for Kiwis and Aussies and stuff. Yeah, but the, the place is, John, if you're not cleansing it, it's just getting in your pores. Okay. And it's getting dirty, and then it's making you age. Okay. So, now I'm not saying get plastic surgery. I'm saying prevention. It's like brushing your teeth, John. It's just prevention we're doing here. Number three. You're going to no, like no, hey, my part. Oh, sorry. Number three. Eye cream. <laughs> Even the All Blacks do this. It's embarrassing. So eye cream, apply twice a day. Now you need to... Eye cream's quite cheap because Joe got me some eye cream. I've only been new to eye cream in the middle of John, yeah. but it, it's changing my life. And you only need a little bit. You use like a little dot, like maybe like a, you know, like that big. Yeah. And you twice a day, you just dot it around your eyes and then you rub it in, pushing away from the eyes you do it. Look at my... So you carry, get carry on. No wrinkles. Okay. Uh, Wait a second. Okay, sorry. Now, this is okay. Now, one thing with eye cream is... This is okay. (laughs) One thing with eye cream is we want them... Smile lines are okay, okay, John? Yeah, yeah. It's just age wrinkles we don't want. Yeah. Okay, so we really want... It's just on your eyelids you're doing it. Yeah, well, no, and your crow. Okay. Yeah, your smile's okay. Yeah, your crow feet, because you get like crow feet there. Yeah. Your turn? Number... Four. Four. Yeah, number four. Now, don't have to necessarily buy the expensive brands. Research has been done, and Joe actually told me about this. They're brands like Nivea mm-hmm. and L'Oreal and ones like that. Their men's product is just as good as the really, really, really expensive stuff. So don't go crazy. Don't don't crazy. blow the budget on looking beautiful. You know, you do still need to buy a bike, so it's important. Yeah. But you can buy brands like Nivea, L'Oreal. Your ones that you can get at the supermarket have been kind of by consumer magazine have been proven to be just as good as the really high-level stuff. So, um... That's number four. Okay. Jeez, you got seven. I know. Number five. John, Amelia, I haven't done this one, but this is a new introduction to my life. Exfoliate your face once every two or three weeks. Well, I've got to admit, I do exfoliate. I don't exfoliate my face. Okay, well. Highly important that you exfoliate your if legs. If you shave. If I don't you, see, I don't do it. I don't yeah, shave. If, no, if you wax. Oh. Very important to exfoliate. So. How often do you exfoliate? Um, quite a lot straight after getting waxing. Okay. You know, I sort of let it. So you wax. I wax. We've, we've done our waxing feature. I'm happy to go over the high five again on uh, to wax or shave. Waxing's fine. I'm a proud waxer. <laughs> I can tell you, I know somebody got a sack and crack done. <laughs> what were they thinking? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so, so, John, exfoliating is really good because it helps you get rid of the dead skin cells. Yes, because you, you're dying on your face as well, John. Okay. And if you get rid of them, it helps to keep it nice and fresh and then when you're cleansing and moisturising and eye creaming, it helps to produce a better product. John, what's the next number? Number six. Never forget the neck. Never forget the neck. No, so you've got to clean the neck as well and this is one of my bad habits. Yeah. And I, forgot, I was forgetting the neck and then when Joe told me, I thought, yes, yeah, so this morning, I actually cleaned just before you came. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, and the key is to go with the skin. Go with so the skin. push up. Okay. And you do it. Don't go against uh, the skin. Yeah. Okay. Always yeah. go with the skin. Lastly, John. Number seven, because it's high five, not high seven. Always listen to the female in your life when it comes to this stuff, because they have been brought up on this. They've been brought up spending money on this. Yeah, John. I know, but the thing is, when I'm 65 and I'm looking 20. I'll be thinking, I'm glad I spent that money on that Nivea. And this is coming from Top Bevan, tight ass. Yeah. He's not even tighter yeah. than me. He's spending a bit it's of actually, money here. To be honest, to be honest, it's actually not that expensive. Like, the eye cream, 
lasts you six months and it costs about 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. And the cleanser stuff like costs about 15 bucks, 10 to 15 bucks. And New Zealand it is, and it lasts me about two months. What's well, a good point that you're saying you don't need to get the expensive Yeah, brands. you really don't. The, the consumer magazine in New Zealand did tests on all the top brands, mm-hmm. and Nivea proved out to be just as successful as any of the. And that, there was more female stuff, but I imagine it's the same for males. Don't buy female product for the guys, buy the male stuff, because obviously it's more focused on our rougher, tougher skin. Oh, yeah. But, you know, like, John's taking the piss here. The thing is, we do spend a lot of time outside, oh, yeah. and that does age us. And if you want to avoid it, and, you know, like, I'm not, like, I don't think I'd want to ever get plastic surgery, but I'm into avoiding things. Like, I brush my teeth every day to look after my teeth. And, you know, if you want to do that stuff, there's some really important tips, John, and I think you may change. Yeah. I think, well, we'll wait and see. But I think, yeah, chlorine can also screw you Oh, up chlorine, well, that's so. the thing as well, because I haven't been swimming in an Epic camp where we went chlorine swimming, and it dries the crap out of your skin. One thing is to use moisturizer. Do you use moisturizer on your body? No. Oh, really? No. Oh, John. <laughs> John. I'm a moisture free man. Oh, man. <laughs> You'll learn. You'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! When we were away on holiday, Blinda was calling me an old man on occasion. So my attitude to some of the the things that were going on at the beach was, was just what's like going on at the beach, Sean. People like bringing their jet boats and stuff into swimming areas. Only. Oh, well, that's dangerous, John. I agree with you. Dangerous. And Belinda was into that. No, she just said, just chill out. But do you get a little bit stressed about it, do you? I was, I was going. I was doing these <laughs> ones at them. And they were doing the back of me, and I was like, oh, I want to go swimming. <laughs> I wasn't happy, Chappie. You've got a rant of the week this week, haven't you? I have got a rant. I've, Get off my lawn! I've got, I had so many rants up there, but most of them are non-triathlon related, so I have got a semi-triathlon. We've got to keep one. it kind of triathlon related. Right, let's put some music on. Here we go. Website of the week. Um, Rich Coleman... I think he sent through the other one we got as well that we were talking about before. Oh, no, there was Ben Barnett. It was. Yes, it was Ben Barnett. Rich Coleman, but Rich Coleman, we love his work because he sent us through a link to YouTube and it was from the road in 2000, no, 1996. When Lothar Leader became the first man to break eight hours. Oh, was it really? Yeah. So it was, was, that, was that crazy at the time? Was people like, oh my God? It was front page news. You know, everybody knew it was going to happen sooner or later. But Did it, it make the front page of the press? No, front, the front page <laughs> of all like the triathlete magazines. But, but back in those days, I was still very much my short, in my short course world and... Uh, must have only been, yeah. No, it was big news. I didn't know a lot about Iron Man then, and uh, but you did know that there was. You did a big know thing. that when when he broke eight hours, it was big. Were news. people getting close to it? Like, was it kind of like the four minute mile where everyone was kind of getting closer in? Or was it a big it, jump? It, no, it was. I, I can't recall exactly, but I seem to remember it was a bit of a jump that year. Yeah. And it was. Um, he just went. Lothar Leader was a fantastic athlete. He, he was great. He was still doing short course then. Um, what happened to him? I mean, he kept going. He's just he has faded, but I guess it's one of those things. A lot of the guys sort of fade, and maybe he just got Did really fatigued. No, he got his best ever was third in Kona. I th- uh, he had the potential to win Kona. Yeah, well, if you can top under, three, you've always got potential, haven't you? Yeah, but he was he's gone under eight <laughs> hours quite a few times. Won lots of races all around the world, different courses. Obviously, a mean cyclist. He's just good at everything. Was he? Yeah, a little bit weak in the swim, but he was a great biker, great runner, yeah. and. Um, yeah, first man to do it. it was fantastic. But the the video clip actually, yeah, um, is of Peter Reed. It's of Peter Reed mounting his bike and just it's making gold, a pig's it pig's ear. It was one of the um, I think they used to be called slingshot bikes. And with those bikes, Melina had one, didn't he? No, no. This, oh, this was, I think this was a different one. Right, um, up. This is where they had a piece of wire replacing your sort of your diagonal tube, um, and it was fantastic. So Peter Reed tries to do the leap of faith, jumping onto his bike misses then <laughs> gets back off 
jumps again, misses again, and does it, what, about three times, completely makes a mirror of it, swerving all over the road. This guy's just just about hitting him everywhere. It's, it's really is good coverage. And it's gold, so check it out. We're not going to pull up because it will stop this. So um, so check it out. It's, it's brilliant. It's, YouTube's great, eh? Oh, we've got another more clips coming up. Yeah. So if you have any good clips you see on there that are triathlon clips or, or any websites, do send them through. We love to share good websites. Yeah, if you have some old coverage, admittedly someone sent me through some old coverage. Someone sent me through like seven I mean to watch, I should come to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I will. I've yep. got them here. And um, they gave me like seven I mean to watch to put on YouTube, and I just haven't had time. But if you've got some, you know, put it on because it's for the whole community. Oh, eh, it's fantastic. You know, like the, the, the Hawaii one I put on there, it's had like 60,000, 70,000 views. You should um, see if you can find your results, the video footage of Timaru where you got, where yeah, did you get? Fourth. Fourth. Did you check it out? Yeah. No, I, was, I haven't been able to find it yet. Uh. <laughs> Fourth. Yep, it was a great one. Great fourth, I mean. Yeah. All right, music. Want country music, John? Country. Here we go. Bit of padding there. What are you going to say, Coach's Corner? Coach's Corner. <laughs> Been so long. <laughs> we didn't pad. We just loved the music so much, didn't we, John? I'm going, I am going to get on to doing the... Number three of your part eight? Yes, of my eight-part series. Uh, shortly, we've got an interview coming up Might be five week. years before we get to number eight. It might be. It might be. We're not stopping. We've got a couple of interviews coming up, haven't we? We have. Big so one next week, haven't we? Big one next week. We'll, we'll, we, won't, uh, we won't let that one out of the bag yet, but uh, I am going to get on to that now that I'm going to have a bit more free time spent coming up over the next few weeks okay John so there's a man called John Hallemans who is probably one of the biggest thinkers ever in triathlon yep and he started a thing called the training zone and you wanted to talk about well training intensities and zones to work with and you want to talk about this today why because we do get quite a few emails and people asking questions about heart rate zones how to figure them out and so on so yep. I'll, I'll go over the things that we've done in the we've past. done this before but still yeah Bring Mate, back. If you've got somewhere where you can go and get a lactate test done, that's the most effective way of going and figuring out your zones accurately, getting a lab test done. Um, and I stress, I, I personally think getting a lactate test is, is by far the best method of doing that. Um, so that would be stage number one. If you can't get that done, then we can work it out off your max heart rate. What I'd encourage people not to do is to use their max heart rate, less their age, to give you your, all your heart rate zones um, yep. The reason for that is your cycle is not realistic, is it? It, it, it? Sometimes it can be accurate-ish, um, but it's more for people that are general fitness and they're going to the gym and they just want some basic parameters to work off, and that will give you that. But you know, your heart rate zones for your bike are going to be different to your run, and if you just do your age versus less, you know, you, you, you have 220 less your age, it's just going to give you one set of zones, so it's not going to be ideal for your running and for your cycling. So. Yeah. Hellman's um, training intensity guidelines sort of works off your maximum heart rate. So good, um, ways you can go and check out your maximum heart rate is go do, uh, we've talked about this before on past shows, is to go do a bit of a warm-up and just go do a little maximum heart rate test up a hill. So it's say biking or running for four to five minutes on the flat, building up your pace and then hit a hill and really just spank it up the hill and you should get pretty close to your max heart rate. You don't need to go forever. 
and uh, and then you can work out these zones. Really simple, it's just five zones and I think that's adequate for most people. We'll start from the top, so very hard is your maximum heart rate less about 10 beats. Okay, so um, your max heart rate's 180, you're going about 170. 170 and above, yep. that is that is what we would term very hard. Okay. Put that into practical terms, this is going to be around about the effort you will put into, say, a 3K t- running time trial. Yep. So it's a sustained high level of intensity for, say, 10 to 15 minutes you can sustain. You do have gears above that. 10 minutes, you reckon you go 10 minutes? Very hard. Yeah, yeah, <coughs> okay. easy. Yep, definitely. Um, so that that is a high level interval session you can get zones above that you know you're, you're sprinting and your maximum efforts but you don't you're not going to work off heart rate for those anyway so that's just a perceived thing yep. hard is your maximum heart rate less around about 10 to 20 beats okay lactate, so 180 you're looking around 160 yep and your, your lactate threshold is usually around about the middle of that zone um, and that is a pace that most people can sustain for around about an hour again there's quite big variations on that sort of 45 to 60 minutes so hard zone you, you know top of your hard zone is going to be about your 10k pace yep. bottom of your hard zone is going to be around about your olympic distance race pace for a competitive sort of person yeah moderately hard is about 20 to 35 beats below your maximum heart rate top of your moderately hard zone is probably going to be around about your half um, half marathon pace, middle of your moderately hard zone is probably going to be about half Ironman pace, bottom of your moderately hard zone is so yep. doing low level um, intervals. <coughs> steady, you'll hear us talk about going steady a lot, that's around about 35 to 50 beats below your maximum heart rate. Yep. Key thing about your steady, and this is going to be for most people doing Ironman, that is going to be your Ironman pace. For guys that are at the Upper end, you know, serious and more experienced guys are going to be sitting at the top of your steady zone for an Ironman race. So, to give you an example, sake, my uh, steady zone is about 122 to 135 beats on the bike. When I uh, average heart rate for Ironman when I run well is around about 132. So, for most people who are competitive, like Bevan and myself and experienced, uh, will be at upper end of steady yep. for their <clears throat> for their Ironman bike. Key thing with a steady zone is I find it really good for establishing a maximum heart rate that you shouldn't go over when you're on the flat in an Ironman pace, Ironman race. So works out really well. Easy is your maximum heart rate less 50 beats and below. I think the key thing with your easy zone is not to go massively below that. So if we're using Bevan's example, as would you say 180? Yep. So anything below 130 would be determined to be in your easy zone. I'd say anything below about 110 is... You too know, easy. T- you're wasting time. T- too easy, unless you've got a really good reason for doing it. Say you're doing a, a really easy recovery spin to get over a race. Yep. But otherwise, you want to keep it a little bit above that. So easy to steady. For your, uh, for your longer sessions. And so what we were thinking of our training zones here, when we set our programs, we're really thinking, okay, we're going to set sections of it that have a variety of all the different zones. But yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think, you know, for, for the Ironman athlete, you need to be doing plenty of stuff in your steady zone at what your, your Ironman pace work. I think a lot of people fall into the trap of doing their long rides too easy. Yep. Um, so especially when you're in that final eight weeks before your, your race, you want to have plenty of steady work in there. Okay. And I also think it's really important for Ironman athletes to make sure they do do some harder work in there. So you, but what, What's too hard? You know, like really, do we need to be doing very hard? I, I think in, in short doses, everything in short doses. I think most for Ironman athletes, most of your intervals need to be moderately hard. So that's sort of at your half Ironman pace up to Olympic distance pace. You know, doing intervals of 10 to 15 minutes is, works in really well. 
but I think every now and then, especially pre-season, it's good to do some very hard, to do some sprints. You know, So if Bevan and I were going to go and do a ride in Christchurch called Long Bays. It's got about half of its flat, half of its hills. It's really good to do, occasionally sprint every second hill or something or sprint yep. the top part. You need to learn how to really suffer a little bit. I wouldn't suggest doing a lot of that in your final eight weeks, no. but I think during, it's, it's important to do some very hard That's where like, something like cycle racing in the off-season is great because it gives you that very hard mental intensity and then when you go to the Ironman, you've got that in you. Yeah. I think where you need to be careful, though, is, is doing very hard, lots of very hard running. running. Um, I think Just too hard on the body? Yeah. You can do some strides, which is sort of short bursts of 10 to 20 seconds with quick leg turnover, but I think going to the track and, say, doing... 2400s very hard at VO2 max is not going to do wonders for your Ironman um, performance in your Ironman build up maybe the off season if you're going to do it very hard, are you better to go to a park and do it so it's not hard on the body? Yep, we, we've got a fantastic in Christchurch, we've got a grass track and we often go there and do our intervals yep. doing your intervals on a, uh, a all, surface, or, yeah. all surface track is can be really hard on your legs yeah. and, and likewise with time trials, so I had a girl who got, had to do a 5k time trial last week running uh, and she did it on the track and racing flats and she was ruined for, for a week yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty hard <laughs> so that's a quick summary I think it's, it's it, the reason I like Hallman's zones is because I, I was brought up on them so I find them really easy but I think 5 zones is plenty yeah. um, and I think it's easy to understand when you tell somebody to go steady it's pretty yeah. easy to understand that Where and the thing got, is as well is that you can use this motivation in your ride so let's say you're going to do a five hour ride and you're going to do like you know, an hour easy half an hour city and then another half hour city and then maybe a moderate hard you know you know that the numbers on your watch are and you can go okay I need to stay above this and it gives you an indicator of how hard you should be working and one thing to think of that is you know what does it feel like to be in these kind of speeds because we got a question through yesterday actually I'm not sure if you got it about um, the guy who I can't remember who sent it but who was saying how you know, he tries to stay to his zones, but on race day it goes higher yeah. because of the excitement of the race. Got and that on next week's show. Oh, you got that on next week's show. Okay, yeah. well, maybe I won't talk in there. Yeah. But anyway, I think that these zones are reasonably spread out, which I think is also good. It allows for a little bit of heart rate variability. You know, say you're a little bit dehydrated or the heat's gone up. These zones should still allow for a little bit of that. Um, whereas I think I see some of these other ones and it's got like LZ2 and KZ2. Five and, <laughs> and all these about ten different zones and it'd be so confusing. Yeah, and uh, I just think this is a keep nice it simple. simple. Keep it simple. Stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Righto. It's uh. So I put. A, I've actually put that training zone on the website this week. So if you want to have a look at it, go dub dub dub. I am talk dot me, and uh, you can have a good look at it there. Questions and answers. Okay, this is from Nick Morales, and he's the guy from tryjuice.com and he's saying, my running is my weakness. I would like to run 4.30 marathon or better in an Ironman race. I was thinking of joining a running club to improve my running abilities. Should I tell them I want to train for a 4-hour or a 4.30 marathon pace? My initial thought is that I should go for four, a 4-hour four pace. Then I know what it feels like, which would then give me some room if I had to slow down for the 4.30 during an Ironman. Not sure what to do. Go with your instincts. Nice, go with your instincts. So I think, you know, if, if you know, take Bevan for example, on um, moderate level of training, you ran two forty two, yep. and in a, an Ironman race, you run about three ten. Yep, yep, and, yep, and so yep, yep. I think about a half hour um, gap is around about right. You know, yep. anywhere between say twenty five and forty five minutes, I think, is what people should be aiming for when you, you're looking at your Ironman time, uh, your, your, your fresh marathon time versus what you can should be able to run in a marathon. Yep. I think that's pretty realistic. Does that number go out as, as you're a solo runner? A little bit, yeah, yeah a little bit, um, but but not ridiculously. You know, if you can't get within an hour of your um, fresh um, marathon yep. time, uh, you're doing something wrong. Okay. Uh, 
you know, look at the, the top guys, say someone like um, Craig Alexander, would they run about 242, something like that? Um, take Say he's, he's going to probably be closer to about 20 minutes. Closer, yeah. Because I would say he'd probably be able to run about a, yeah, maybe a 220, something like that, yeah. I would have thought, maybe marginally quicker. So, yeah, the fastest. Really, would he be able to run under 220? I would hope so. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, the chicks will be beating him. Can't have Paula Radcliffe taking him down. Well, she might have to stop and go to the toilet. I don't know. So, <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, as you get a bit slower, yes, the times do go out, but as I said, under an hour. So I think definitely if you're going for a 4.30 marathon, um, I think you should be training at four hour, if not a little bit quicker pace. Loving this. Andy, and he was actually in discussion of the week, he was the one who's going to chop his toes off, was wondering your opinion on how much a 16 and 17-year-old athlete should be training during the base build period. Should I be looking at my doing sprints or Olympic distance until I'm about 18 when I hope to do some half Ironman distance races? Also, I was wondering how much you should eat when you're training two or three hours a day as I often eat too full and I'm still hungry about an hour afterwards. You never seem to be able to keep himself full. So I think while you're young, Andy, I think you're doing the best thing to First focus. of all, I'm loving the young kids are listening, John. We've had a couple. No, I know, I'm loving it. Yeah. Because we're, we're kind of young. We're pretty hip. He probably thinks I'm 17 with my facial care. <laughs> I think you're, you're pushing, pushing 35 to 40 there. We should, <laughs> hey, we should have a guess the age. Guess the age. Well, they know. Oh, no, that's true. Yeah. That's not a very good game then. Apparently uh, Gary Fegan... Tried to put me on the hot triathletes, yeah, but they, they wouldn't get put on. They was gonna put me naked on a bike. Vegan, do it. Try I'm, your best. I'm, Keep trying. I'm not. I'm not doing any of your posts. Even <laughs> might bring them up every now and then. I'll bring Just, you up every week, vegan. That's it. You've, you've ruined it for yourself. I warned you last week. Um, he, he didn't get it on. He didn't get it on. Oh, it's not on there yet. The intent, yet. intent, yeah. in, in, intent. <laughs> The intent was there. Anyway, Andy, back to, to um, your question there. I think you're definitely right saying you want to focus on the sprint and Olympic. Yep. You want to try to... You know, what about half? You know, it's on nine, man. Well, I think when he's 18, I think that, that 18, 19 is probably okay. But I yep. think it's far, you, you really want to get a bit of speed in the legs. It's, legs. it's far easier to get that endurance a little bit later on, and it's probably safer to do. And it comes with years of training anyway, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Um, so I think you're much better off to try to learn to get fast first. I think one thing that a lot of young guys um, really neglect is doing some core stability work that can help massively with your, your running and be able to sustain um, your speed through the second half of, the, of any run. So I think doing a couple of core sessions every week will really help you. Um, during your, your base and your build period, I also think you pay plenty of attention to your technique um, and, and drill work, definitely yep. with your swimming and with your running. Uh, and I would say even though you're in your base and your build, build period, you should uh, include a little bit of speed work in both your swimming and your biking, especially a bit of sprint work once a week um, just to keep things sharpening while you are doing it a little bit more volume. But I think, as I said, you've got to be really careful when you're young about doing a lot of volume. I know when we, when I was sort of that age, um, definitely wouldn't run over about 80 minutes yep. uh, would be my maximum. Longest ride, absolute longest, would be three hours. Occasionally you do a longer sort of epic yep. ride somewhere, but there's, four there's, hours. There's, yeah, there's no need to be doing more than that, you know. Look, and this is your chance to be fast, isn't it? Because oh, once yeah. you get to our age, you know, once you get old... Over, Rover. <laughs> you're not going to get any faster, are you? No. So I think don't get carried away with doing lots of volume. I think uh, go for session frequency, work on your swimming a lot, especially if that's a weakness, um, and uh, just making sure you try to do everything you can to avoid injuries. So on top of the core work, making sure you really stay on top of your flexibility, which, again, once you let it go, when you, um, it, it's, it's easy to, to hold on to when you're young, but once you let it go, it's, it's over, over. 
What about food? What are, you, what are your, your thoughts? We're gonna, I'm going to get Em on the show oh, um, sometime soon, so we can yeah. do a bit of a coast-to-coast wrap and yeah. do some stuff on nutrition. But I think for guys that are often getting hungry, um, just, and I've said this before, just increase your protein in- intake a little bit, um, maybe a bit more, you know, yogurts and and um, chicken yeah, and, and yeah. just increase your protein a little bit and, and also, if you want to buy supplements you can get protein powder. yeah because ideally it comes through food but the, the protein fills you up a little bit yeah and also make sure you keep well hydrated a lot of guys you know chow 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 on food but they, then they won't get hydrated and the hydration can often that's help why you needed your water today john wasn't it exactly yeah yeah i think for some things to think of as well is to slowly increase your food intake so if you're actually going you know like because the thing is when you exercise as much as you know we do um you could just kind of eat as much as you want but you kind of want to be a bit wise about it and so you're thinking am i, am I having six meals a day and then instead of increasing one meal making one real huge meal just kind of try to increase the size of every meal a little bit and then and also one thing like when I used to personal train, the question used to use for my clients was that, what are you doing for the next three hours of your life? When do I need the energy? And so, like, if you know you've got your big ride coming up, you know, get your good carbs in then so that you've got the energy for the ride and use your protein afterwards. The thing is, we need carbs as well for recovery because we often don't have energy after we train. So you're just going to – it's kind of about learning your own body and actually spending time trying different foods and then trying them at different times and increasing the sizes of meals. But I do advise that having lots and lots of meals is really mm. good as well. Don't. Mm. Of, don't completely avoid fats. You know, people get really, yeah. really. Scared, and sometimes right? in our world, you need sugars. You know, mm. like you know, sometimes you just need that. You know, mm. chocolate bar or something. Yeah. Avoid your saturated fats, but do some research into the good fats and, and try to bring them into your diet. And that's where nuts and things like that are great. Mm. Uh, just, just quickly, Ed Hawkins. Now, a while ago, Ed was saying how um, the, the job. Remember, he did discussion with oh, actually, yeah, yeah. Actually, well, he got a job in Dubai. Really? Yeah, yeah, Score. yeah. So he's uh, he, he's listed his teaching job. Yeah, and I'm not sure if I'm meant to be telling you guys this. <laughs> Hopefully, his boss doesn't listen. Uh, and they got a job, and they were taken off to Dubai. And he's saying, "Bring on Kona." So nice. good work, Ed, because I know it's a bit of a stressful time. Anyway, do you want to put music on for this, or do you just want to do it? Just chuck some music on. Where, where are we up to time? Yeah, we're enough time. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, what's going to like angry? Rant of the week. Oh, John. I'm angry, baby. <laughs> Get on <off> my lawn. <laughs> uh, I had a few frustrating moments last week. Just give me a couple, just so I get in the mood of it, so I feel angry as well. When you're trying to overtake somebody and they speed up, oh, the zone. What's all that about? When they don't pull over when you're driving along. Yeah, I, I, I feel your anger. Dogs on the beach when it says no dogs. No. <laughs> dogs. Did, did you tell you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to my triathlon specific. Or sports specific rant of the week. If you know about issues with an event and you go and enter the event, don't complain about them afterwards. Okay, John, we need specifics because obviously this has happened to you. Someone, someone's, someone's been ranting to you and you're like, I hate ranting. I got annoyed. We had uh, the Canterbury Classic Triathlon. It's uh, a bit close to home to you because yeah. you know, you're a part of the team that organises it. It's, it's an Olympic distance race uh, in the Canterbury Christchurch area. This year we moved it out to a, a really rural location. Um, as well. Rural. Greta Valley in Muttonau. When was this? Uh, it was a couple, couple of weekends ago. Okay. Beautiful. Rural. I didn't actually go out there to do it, but mm. I know it was a tough course. It had been marketed as being a tough rural course. Yeah. Rural. And the course maps were out. It's going to be a two-lap swim. And it was rural. And it was a two-lap <laughs> swim. You get people coming and complaining, it's two-lap swim, it's two-lap swim. 
market it as a two-lap swim. What are you thinking? What's the problem with a two-lap swim? Exactly. <coughs> they, they, they said, oh, we just we want to swim 1,500 metres. And it's like, well, you'll watch all the guys on in World Cups and stuff. They're doing two-lap swims. Let's have something a little bit different for a change. Yep. And they just complain, and it's like, so what do you? How do you deal with it, John? Well, I haven't had to deal with it, but I. I this got is how you're dealing with it, isn't this it? This is how I'm dealing. I'm getting yeah. off my chest. <laughs> and I'm going home. I can. I can actually sleep tonight. So, yeah. So, extending on from this, if if, if people are going to go to say Clearwater, and they're going to complain about the drafting, it's like, yep, it's going to be a drafting. There's yep. going to be a lot of drafting. Yep. If you want to go somewhere where there's no drafting, you pick a different course. So, if you know about courses and you know the problems they've got, and you enter, and you know what it comes down to, John, is reading your book. Reading the information they give you. Reading the manual. Yeah. Yep. Before you enter. Yeah. Although I don't think WTC are going to go, we kind of allow drafting on this course. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's yeah. true. Yeah. That's my rant this week. Okay. You feeling better now? I'll only give it a six out of ten. I couldn't. Yeah, there was, you could have been angrier. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait for you. you Nicknames. So. Nicknames. Here we go. So Jonbo's come up with some of them. I came up with some of them as well. We've gotten back up to scratch with the nicknames. You guys have been donating, which is great. So we're going to Kona. Well, we're hoping to go to Kona, and uh, it's going to be a big time in Kona. We're trying to get lots of shows out with lots of the stars and, you know, do just great shows, as we always do. <laughs> and if you want to help donate to that, you can go to our website, www.iamtalk.me, and you can donate to the Kona Fund. Yep. And if you do that, you go into the draw. Now, all these people's names are going into the draw for a prize pack, which is, honestly, is probably better than $150 million. It is. You know, <laughs> easy. We haven't actually arranged a prize pack yet. No, we? No. It will be good. It will be good. Yeah, no, we'll deliver. So, um, but the, the other benefit is of donating is you get your own IM Talk nickname. Sure. Now, the other thing is, is when you, when you get the nickname, if you ever email us, you have to use the nickname in the email because... We don't have the best memories. And, and we've got a... It's, the list is getting extensive. Yeah, and so and even maybe even put on Athlinks as well. Mm. So that way, yeah. So anyway, so we'll start off, and you can do the first couple, and then I'll come on with my ones. Wait a second, I'll do this way. Wait, oh, shit. Oh, oh, yeah. There you go. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just blank out everything I'm supposed to do. There you go. David... The Baltimore Basher Hopkins. Is he from Baltimore, He's is he? He's from Baltimore. <laughs> He's a Basher from... Okay. You, do you want me to do one? Yep. Okay, i got Daniel... Oh, I didn't have his last name. Wait a second. Daniel McBride. Daniel, the crazy punisher with a K. Nice. <laughs> the crazy punisher McBride. McBride. Nice yeah, one. Uh, Craig, raceaholic Nicholson. Does he race lots, does he? he okay. He's an athlete I work with. And, and he, uh, he sends over a sort of race schedule for the season, and I'm like... Gonna have to do a little amending here. So he loves to race, which I applaud, and I think it's fantastic. But he's a racer hot. Okay, you, you do the next one. Why don't I get this one? Oh, well, you got to go into athletics for this. Uh. Mark Star Jump Sortino. What's he doing? Star Jump? His, is he? His, his picture on athletics is of him coming across the line at, at an Ironman race. I think is it might be Arizona. Star, is he? He's got like both arms in the air. Both legs are off the the ground. It's pretty much a star jump. Nice. And I'm thinking, Mark, you haven't gone hard enough. <laughs> Too much, too much energy there. That, this was one of the things that I gave uh, Emily this year on Coast to Coast. One of the things we talked about the day before the race and, and during the race. I said, because the year before she did a cartwheel across the finish line. And you weren't happy with that, were you? <laughs> I said, Em, I want to see you in the medical tent at the finish line. And there was no cartwheels this time, so it was, it was good. What if she did a cartwheel into the medical tent? Would you be happy with that? I would have ex- <laughs> no, she would have had too much. You know, I said, I don't want any energy left at the finish. But on that one, no, I haven't. Oh, Lee... His last name's Gamble. Lee, Mystic Chaos. Gamble. Gamble. That's pretty good, isn't it? That, that's sharp. Okay. And you, There's you, a story you behind this one. John, he actually tried to give us a few hints in terms of nicknames, but I vetoed all of them. 
John, the mountain snail. <laughs> There's a reason for this. He came to Camp Kiakaha, and the, I thought Toby was bad. Oh. The Tobinator's a pretty rough going downhill, isn't he? Yeah. He's not sharp. No. You know, he can't do an Ironman race. He's not going to get that sub nine if he goes in a heli no. race, is he? So we, we, we went uh, on Camp Kiakaha, we went... Uh, he was thinking, he wanted rider. to be like the church watcher, didn't he? Because remember we went to the, the yeah. churches when we were on Camp Kiakaha? Yeah. yeah. No. We, were, so we, we went over the Calder Perry Sword, and then we went up the Calder Tourmalay. Yeah. And we didn't, like, thankfully we didn't come down to the Calder Tourmalay, because we'd still be sitting at the bottom <laughs> waiting for him. But um, we, we set off in two groups. So there was a group that were a little bit slow that went off first, and then Bevan and myself and a few others were, were, were catching them up as we went over the climb. There was only a couple of people in front of us over the top of the Perry Sword, we're coming down the other side, and there's a few cyclists about, and um, we passed a couple on the way down, and then I went bombing <laughs> past this guy, and no joke, he would have been going 20k an hour, to maybe 30 down this hill. I would have been going probably 65, 70, and I thought, who was that? Why are they going so slow? And we get to the top, and I re- re-recognised the jersey he was wearing, and it was him. And I, could, I could not believe it. So the mountain snail, what is? The mountain snail. I'm sure he loves it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jonathan Kimberry. The Rough Rider. Jonathan Rough Rider. Jonathan the Rough Rider. Nice. Uh, Andrew Frenchie Farrow. Nice story. Uh, I just went to an athlete's profile. There wasn't a lot to work with there, Andrew. So I just, he was living in France. Okay, Frenchie. I'm not sure if he's French or not, but Frenchie is. Frenchie is. And then lastly, Patrick Cusack. Patrick Cusack. Uh, last week, the Hulk. The Hulk. The Hulk. The Hulk's pretty good. And you actually kind of come up with that without even knowing you're doing it. Did so, it? yep. Uh, we missed one there. No, no. Paul, Paul, Paul oh. will come back to you next week. Okay, because he's down twice. Yes. Okay, and Paul, get you next week. Final one that I've got then, is oh, Bob, five-year plan, Colish. Why is that? Because I went onto his athletes profile and he says he start, came from a sedentary lifestyle that started at yep. age thirty-seven. Yeah. He's training up and he's doing ropes. I think this year and he'll be forty-two. So he's on the five-year plan. Five-year plan. The five-year plan, Bob. You're playing Bob. Beautiful. So if you want to donate to the show, go to imtalk.me. Go to, there's a little kind of PayPal link on there. You can go on there, you donate. We'll give you your own nickname. Honestly, you should tell all your friends in life your nicknames mm. because... They stick. Yeah. Glow. Yeah, and, but you have to remind us when you email. That's <laughs> because we don't stick that well. Okay, then. Uh, sponsors. Athletes. I've got an email from Athletes, and it's a bit of a funny one. Ryan, I think it's from California. I'm listening to your podcast, and I want to say thanks for helping me get through the day in my cubicle at work. I love it when people are listening at work, so. <laughs> and get my mind on the sport before I head out to the pool for my daily lunchtime swim. My buddy Cameron at Tribuys helped me up set up with the sweet Kona bike a few weeks ago. Buddy, it's, yeah, it's like mates. Uh, and when I was down there buying a bike, I mentioned that I listened to your podcast and have heard the Tribuys sponsor ad on your show. We got into an argument about who else sponsored the show, and he said it was Athlinks.com. I listen every week, and I was convinced it wasn't Athlinks. I, I couldn't remember the name of the website, but I was certain it wasn't Athlinks. I remember it, and I told him it was Earthlinks.com. I was thinking of that web service provider company, Earthlinks, I guess. Thought maybe in New Zealand they started and got into the sports market or something. Anyways, it was due to your accent, so <laughs> this is probably me more than you. And the whole time I was thinking Earthlink, so I apologise. Guess it means I need to listen better and more cu- culturally sensitive and aware of people's accents. I'll listen better in the future. Okay, thanks for your coverage of the sport. So it's Athlinks. Athlinks.com. A-T-H. L I N K S dot com. They keep updating it, man. I went on into today. 
And they're making it look all beautiful. Now, Andrew actually sent me an email. You keep talking. I got that email. I, oh, okay, you can talk then. I've got to update. Oh, no, maybe you pull it up as well. But I've got to, I've got to get my results up in there as well from yep. my recent race. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, the best thing is keep all your results on there. Well, it's just keep a really one good one-stop shop. Hmm. Good one-stop shop for your community, for all your results, to keep in contact with you know the mates who are doing the thing out there. They've got the what you can do every day, and what they've done now with what you can do every day is it Twitter, is it? Mm-hmm. So, John, you're not on Twitter yet, but I'm, it can't be far away. It's, have you heard of Twitter now, haven't you? I've heard of Twitter. Yeah, yeah it's a mainstream now, isn't it? It's, it's like, I think Twitter will happen when I start moisturising my face. Well, probably near tomorrow then. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyway, so... So what you can do is when you go and you put on what you've done today, it's part of Athlinks, and then it can go automatically to your Twitter, which is great. So then if you want to see your mates to see what you're doing. And what's really cool is you can kind of, your rivals and all that, you can kind of Twitter them and show them what you're doing as well. So again, let's keep innovating. And the thing is, is like the website's got better and better as kind of time's gone along. And I imagine they're just going to keep on innovating. So get on it. You know, it's a no-brainer. Nice. Um, Jombo, we are going to keep Coffees of Hawaii. Coffeesofhawaii.com. Oh, and Joe's still loving the coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mate, I did well to give it that, I tell nice. you. Yeah. We cut out for a second there, but we're back now. Coffees of Hawaii, and it's an exciting time, Coffees of Hawaii, because the world's greatest coffee company confirmed by my partner, Joe. Yeah. And, uh, and, but the great thing is, is that when they go to Kona, they do the boat, don't they, John? Mm. And this year, it's going to be better, isn't it? Why is that, John? Because there's the boat right there. <laughs> Look at it! If you, you, you always wondered what we're talking about, we talk about What's the that? boat. What's that? <laughs> Classic, they must have photoshopped that in there. Was it meant to be shark? good spotting, yeah. <laughs> if you go into coffeesofwai.com, um, you can see the boat that we talk about. It's the, the ambush marketing they do in Kona. It's and, brilliant. It's gold. Yeah, and they get on there and uh, take the boat out and you can have a little... What we'll ice, do, because we're going to do an Ironman in the time we're there, aren't oh, we? Oh, yeah, definitely. But not on the day, no. just just like... We'll swim. So what we'll do is one day we'll swim out to it, because mm. it's at the halfway point, isn't it? I don't know if it's halfway, I think it's just somewhere out there. Okay, so we'll swim out to it and then we'll get on the boat and we'll give you a coffee. So if you're going to be in Kona, you can come That's out right. and meet John and Bevan on the yep. boat. Times to be confirmed. You can sign up for the newsletter and I imagine newsletters being what they are, it's a great way to get specials. Like You, you get your IM talking special anyway, but um, that, that way they can just Sign up for the newsletter, tell you lots of news about what's going on. We've also got the... The blue card, top right corner, um, and put in the code IMTALK. 20% off, no-brainer. It's a no great brainer. one. Copiesofwire.com. Uh, and we look on the website, and we found that they brought out the new Helix with a woman. Oh, no, it's, it's a 2008 version there, but you can get on there. You woman. know how it's a chick's one, John? There's a special little flower thing on it. That's right. Uh, so 550 bucks, you can get the Helix 2008 by Blue 70. Fantastic to see that Tribos are selling Blue 70 because they're the best sweatsuits. Well, they've got everyone now, haven't they? They've yeah, got... But people should just get Blue 70. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so They're getting more and more brands, aren't they? They are. They, they're getting the top brands and they're really delivering on that stuff. And, you know, when you kind of get your stuff, you can get your kind of goggles and stuff with that, you know, even those little extra items as well. You ask, buddy, uh, I tell you, ask, what's his name? Um, oh, Madman. How he raves about his Blue 70 goggles. Which really? Which you can get on Tribos. 20 bucks for a pair of goggles. He raves? I saw them the other day. He, he said he's had problems forever for goggles and then all of a sudden he came along to Epic Camp, got these Blue 70 goggles and he said, I've never looked back. So you want to go on Tribuys and you want to get your Blue 70 goggles, you want to get your Helix. And the thing is, $500, so you get free shipping internationally. And I'll tell you what, they also have the .03 there. Wow. So that's uh, $236 US. So that's a full length. John, look at this. Body and hair care as well. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get, you get swim glide. Conditioner. Oh, look at this. That, 
I'll get onto them about facial product. Yeah. Because it's a pretty big market, I think, in our world. Mm. So maybe they can send you some. We've always got the specials uh, specials page going. Now, remember, if you're in the States, it's only $200 for free shipping. And to be honest, in triathlon, how often you get things under $200? You know, like it's, it's so it's easy to kind of get that. Internationally, $500 shipping. And if you are internationally, talk to your tribe buddies, see if they want to buy something, get them together, and you can get it all shipped at one time. Trybuys.com. Trybuys.com. Okay. Anything else? Uh, one other thing. We have one bike jersey left over from... Um, oh, it's true. a medium... Full zip, people love the full zip, and I am talk the new edition. I wore my new one the other day, John. Nice, not in real bike. You're gonna give me my collector's edition. I, oh, I've got it to you now. Uh, so go on, you pop us an email first and first serves medium full zip. I am talk jersey. You'll be all the talk of all your mates. So I go, yeah. man, where you get that from? You go, well, I do this thing with these guys, and yeah. So, John, what have you been up to? What did you end up getting for Valentine's Day? Well, funny you should say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing about Valentine's Cause Day because we did the delayed strategy both of us didn't we well, yeah we did but Valentine's Day should always be a cue for Belinda and I to remind us about our anniversary she forgot no oh. we both remembered before our anniversary both, we both and we both admitted this that we remembered about the anniversary and then um, what, what day is your anniversary <clears throat> 17th ok so you've got three days to kind of figure yeah. things out and um, so I was thinking I've got to get something got to get something got to get something and then we're driving up to Kaiteri Terry and we're like three quarters of the way up there and Melinda goes, happy anniversary. She oh, like, just no. remembered we both forgot. Oh, really? So it was equal. And, but and did then, you get anything? But then I, I had the flowers and uh-huh. I had the chocolates and I had some hand cream. Nice. Got it all covered. Nice. Whereas I, on the other hand, did you got, get anything? A, got a little tap on the back. Nice job. Another good year under the back. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been married for? I reckon four or five years? Uh, th- three, 2006. Three years. Wow, shit, mm-hmm. eh? Well, what I did for Joe mm-hmm. was that because I, I I didn't really give hers until Friday afterwards. Yeah, a little bit late. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but yeah. I was busy and you know and and so anyway, I made a card. Mm-hmm. Thought counts yeah. time. Yeah. You know, actually, I'll show you the art piece we did together afterwards. Okay, we're getting real deep, mate. We did art. It's pretty beautiful. Actually, I might even put a photo up on the website. I'll do it next week. But anyway, um, photo got a knuckle bones. Oh, you were saying that last week. Oh, did I tell you? No, I didn't because I only got them. No, you're telling me about. It. You told me about it. Oh, did I? We might have even talked about it on the show. Old news. But, but well, she's got them now. But John, the thing, did you used to play knuckle bones? Yeah. Were you good at knuckle bones? It's okay. You got to do the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would like to play again. Well, well, Joe's pretty good at knuckle bones, but guess who's better? Seven. <laughs> exactly. We've had seven games of knuckle bones, and I've beaten her every time. So now I'm in a dilemma, John, because I love my Joe, and you know I like our relationship to be going well. And should I let her win the next game? No. No? No. You've got to know. I am the champ, as you say. You rub it in. You're a poor winner. I am a terrible winner, man. We play board games a bit, and I just rub it in. It's because we had a game Monopoly. We were in Monaco. Porno came out to my mate's house, and we had a game Monopoly. Greatest game Monopoly of all time, I must say. I had only three cards. All the cards were off the board now. They had all their sets and everything. I had only three cards. No sets. Came back and won the game. Now, I'm normally pretty cocky. I'm a bit like you. I'm a poor yeah. winner. I let people know how great I am. <laughs> that night, I played yeah. the low card. Because yeah. I didn't want to joke outside of me. <laughs> she wouldn't have, wouldn't have been around when you had the, the 200 kick then. No, no, no. All the 50s free. <laughs> My question is, do you ever let Thomas win? When do you stop? Uh, I might let Tommy take a few little victories. Because yeah. one time I knew this guy, and when he was playing backyard cricket with his kid, mm. and he scored a century. <laughs> <laughs> 
was like, really? And the thing was, he was so proud of himself. And his kid's like seven. So. <laughs> Got a shoulder reconstruction. <laughs> bowling so many overs. So, yes to the kids, no to the partner. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so it's more than triathlon and, and facial tips, isn't it? Next week, we've got a, quite a cool interview coming up. Yeah, we'll we've got a great interview coming just up. Excitement will be building all week. We're not going to tell them? No. Oh, it's best ever mm. we're next inter- week. We're interviewing someone who interviews a lot of people. Oh, that's it. Interviewing good. the interviewer. Yeah. Mm. He's passing the bed into us. Right. <laughs> we won't say that to him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Iron Rust. Iron Rust. Train hard. Train smart. Yeah,